It is Thursday afternoon, everyone. Hope you're having a great day. My name is Andrew Dowd of Saunders & Associates, and this is the Happening in the Hamptons podcast, our weekly breakdown of the Hamptons market, new listings, and events on the East End. The Happening in the Hamptons podcast is sponsored, as always, by New York Title Abstract, the Hamptons' leading title insurance firm. Visit NewYorkTitle.com or TitleInsurance.com. We are joined by Steve Glick, Dave Retiner, and today, Kieran Brew out of our East Hampton office. And Kieran, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I want to start a little bit with your background. You've been in real estate for what, 10 years or so, but uh, you, you moved out here a little bit ten before years, that. 10 years, and this is my first podcast. Well, what? So I'm, I'm psyched. That hopefully <laughs> not this is last. our first year doing it. I mean, Joe Rogan, watch your ass. I'm coming for you. <laughs> so. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about, because you moved out here, I guess, closer to 20 years ago, right? And, yeah, and, it was about 18 years ago. And so a lot of people, you were in the city. You moved out here full time, and we're kind of seeing that again. So, what was seeing your seeing a lot of that? Again. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we just we needed to get out of the city. We needed more space. We needed more freedom. We needed fresh air. We needed, uh, you know, all of the things that, uh, you know, that you leave the city for. I mean, we had been in the city for many years before that, and loved it, and enjoyed all of the the, the fantastic things, but. You know, all of a sudden there was a kid and another one on the way, and a lot of the conveniences and uh, attractions of the city were just all of a sudden became the opposite. Mm. So, you, so, so you came out here, came made out your here, home. never looked back. Yeah. So from well, maybe a re- once. <laughs> <laughs> so from a real estate perspective, I mean, obviously we're seeing a lot of people coming from the city, making the Hamptons their full time home. What have you seen over the last year uh, as far as the market? Obviously, the market's very hot right now. But what are you experiencing? Well, it's it's more than just the market is very hot right now. This is not a trend. This is a transformation. And it's the first time in a long time, probably since um, the early 2000s, that this market is more like a housing market, a true housing market, instead of being what it has been in the past, which is a luxury consumer product, Mm -hmm. similar to buying a yacht, similar to a Ferrari. A Ferrari is not a transportation purchase. The Patek Philippe tells the same time as a Timex. So, you know, a Hamptons house was a luxury. It's something that you did because your friends had one, your boss had one, you wanted to be with, you know, you wanted to be here, you grew up here, whatever. It wasn't because you needed it. Within the last year, all of a sudden, people are like, I need to get out of the city. Mm-hmm. I need to go someplace else. I need to be in a place where, uh, you know, I feel happier. I feel more relaxed. I feel uh, just 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 the whole thing turned down a little bit. One of the things I think that has happened is people have really taken stock of their lives and said, what makes me happy? Mm-hmm. What do I want out of out of out of my life? And you know, why aren't I living in Amagansett or East Hampton or Sag Harbor twelve months of year? Why don't I call that my home? Why do I live in the city and only go there two days a week? Right. And so, so now, this having this house is more of a need as opposed to a want. And I know Econ One Hundred and One tells us they're the same, but reality is that they're different. Mm-hmm. You know, you can want a Hamptons house and you can rent a Hamptons house, but if you don't own a Hamptons house and all of a sudden you get into a situation like we saw in 2020, like we saw in 2001 and to some extent 2008 to 2010 where people felt they had to get out of the city, you're going to be stuck. And You don't want to be stuck. That's why people are coming here. Yeah, that's yeah. why. And people are making this their home. So it's, it's people are purchasing these, these places out of need as opposed to out of want. It's no longer a, a, a disposable income choice. Well, what's also nice, though, is, is is that you have the same people that were in the city, they're out here, so you don't feel like you're in this foreign land when you're it's, in the Hamptons. It's funny, you, my, you my kids go to Amagansett school, and 
I walk up to Amagansett School now, and there are all these little clusters of people hanging out and talking, and I don't know any of them. And Amagansett's a tiny place, <laughs> and Amagansett School is tiny, and I used to know everybody. And, mm-hmm. and so now I look, it's like, these people know more people that go to the school than I do. And I've been here for 18, <laughs> oh, wow. 20 years. <laughs> but so you're right, absolutely. There's, I, there's, there's a lot of that. Certainly the, the pandemic and, and this shift that it has brought this year is sort of, uh, you know, businesses, corporations, I mean, there's, it's not just, hey, can I work from the Hamptons? It's, it's like, look, we're okay with you working remotely. And so if you have the option to do that, it's kind of like, why not? No, no doubt. And, and, and it's, it's gone the opposite way where people are saying, why don't I live in East Hampton or Sag Harbor or Sagaponic five days a week and go to the city two days yeah. a week? I'll check into the office. I'll show my face. I'll do a few meetings. I'll hang out at the water cooler. We'll go out to dinner, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll go back home. And that's what people are doing. The other aspect is that the numbers are really compelling toward buying out here versus buying in the city mm-hmm. so that people are looking to upgrade out here and downgrade in the, in the city. And I think when you look at the cost of buying in the city versus the cost and the true cost, um, all the cost benefits of owning out here, when you buy an expensive apartment in the city, you have a mortgage to pay and you also have exorbitant maintenance fees or co-op fees. And sometimes they can double the price of the mortgage. So, you know, you might have a $5,000 or $7,000 mortgage and then a $7,000 maintenance fee on top of that. So for $15,000, you can rent a really nice apartment. Mm-hmm. Or for $7,000, you can rent a pretty nice apartment if you're only going there twice a week. Then you come out here and you look at the difference between renting and buying. And it's compelling in the opposite way. I was showing a house for rent the other day that was also for sale. The rent on this is $200,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And the guy only wants it for two years. I said, look, the house is on the market, let's just say $3 million. I know he has it because he just sold a very expensive property. You can put a million dollars down, take out a $2 million mortgage, and your, your monthly will be $5,000, not including the right. right. So for those two years, you're going to spend $120,000 yeah. instead of $400,000. Hmm. And it's an investment. Well, you didn't buy it, it but... <laughs> well, it's a good argument, though. It's a good argument. It makes In theory, it'd be worth more two years from now. In theory, it would be worth more two years from now. And there's also the, the demand for rent right now is so out of whack. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that kind of segues us into the whole city market versus out here market because a lot of people like to lump them together and think that we're kind of... We're, we're attached to the hip and we're totally not. And the right. reason for that is that we have always had, excuse me, out here, we've always had the element of scarcity. So if you take Amagansett, for example, um, and you put a pin in the middle of Amagansett, and then you take a string and you you stretch it for what would be three miles and you draw a circle, about 80% of that is water. Mm, Now, we're in the land business, okay? (laughs) So, you know, there's not a whole lot of it here, okay? And so then you take out all the stuff that's reserved, all the stuff that's that's previously owned, and, you know, it's two-acre zoning in a lot of these places. You know, there's not a whole lot of it. So it doesn't take long for our market to go from being a buyer's market to a seller's market. It's about 10 houses. Yeah. You know? Have you considered yacht sales? (laughs) (laughs) Diversify the portfolio a little bit. You have a really, you have a really interesting perspective on on a buyer's market. You're saying, in a, you know, you you, you were saying that uh, you have people that 
I've been waiting for things to come down. And even prior to it being a buyer's market, they were still waiting and on the fence. You know, it's, it's funny because I have these customers and I was, I was driving them around and I was showing them a particular house and I was telling them what that person bought for that house two years ago and I could just see the color go out of their face. You, know? <laughs> you can't, like you can't time the market. Everyone tries to do that. They well, try to time the market know, you and can. buy. The way you do it is you listen to your broker. Okay? <laughs> <There> you <laughs> for four years, we've been telling people it's a great time to buy. You Perfect. really should be buying. This is a buyer's market. Okay, You're a buyer. It's a buyer's market. Now, the problem is nobody ever knows when you're at the bottom yep. until mm -hmm. it starts going back up again. So you're at the bottom and you don't know you're at the bottom. It's like, I'm going to wait a little longer. Well, it might go down a little bit more. It probably won't go down a lot more. But you know that this is a good buy relative to what it was last year, the year before, the year before that. From 2015 to 2019, prices were flat or slightly down in most places in the Hamptons. That doesn't usually last for very long. Right. If you take any five-year period over the course of the last 40 years and you just slap it anywhere, there's a, there's a big increase. Yeah, there's always. And, it, and, so, and it's an investment you can enjoy. You know? Well, you know, that's, that's the that's other the thing. That's the best part that's about it. You know? Plus, yeah. putting it side by side with like what you would pay in rent versus owning. In, in certain instances, I, I imagine it varies property to property, but you know, it could make uh, smarter financial sense. We'll go back to that guy that was looking to rent the house for $200,000. Now, he owns this place for $60,000 a year as opposed to renting it for $200,000 a year. If he all of a sudden you know, builds his it. dream house, yeah. yeah, there you go. Right. He can make $120,000 on this, on this property and pay for it twice and buy two more. Wow. It's got to be so frustrating for you as a broker when you see somebody you know it's a good buy and then they're so hesitant. You know, if, you, if you're it, in sales and you get frustrated by customers, you're in the wrong business. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. Let's let's talk about the numbers a little bit, Steve. Sure. What, what did we see last week as far as the number of listings, number of sales, and and what the inventory is looking like? Yeah, last week I reported 55 listings going into contract, which was uh, the mo the busiest the best week so far of 2021 and this week is no different again we're over the past week there were 55 listings coincidentally the same as last week um, of listings that went into contract from West Hampton the Montauk compared to the same week last year there were only 26 listings that went into contract so we're seeing a year-over-year -year increase of hundred and eleven percent which is which is really wild for January um, the quick breakdown of these 55 transactions are one between 10 and 20 three between eight and 10 million, two between six and eight million, two between four and six million, 13 between two and four million, and 34 under two million. So obviously, you know, the, the, the focus of the market has been at, on that under $2 million section. Um, each week, we always pay close attention to the listings coming onto the market, because it's very important to look at the inventory. Um, so this week, uh, the, the inventory was up. It was 41 new listings coming onto the market, but there's still a deficit of 14 listings. So. Definitely keep a close eye on that um, as we go every week, um, looking at the new listings coming on. The breakdown of those 41 new listings, two between 10 and 20 million, three between four and six million, 13 between two and four, and 23 under two million. One of the listings that came onto the market this past week is 47 Treasure, Treasure Island Drive, Beautiful located house. in Amagansett. This is listed with the one and only Karen Brew. Ooh, this yeah, is, is a cool house. Beautiful house. Beautiful. <laughs> this is an awesome house. This is a uh, Bates and Massey original house in Amagansett Dunes. There's so it's such a unique property. Karen, tell us about this property, and then I want to talk about 
how to mar- how we're marketing this property differently. Well, you know, the the one thing that always comes down to with marketing above everything else is price. Mm-hmm. So this 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 property is uh, eighteen hundred square feet, which is small by Hampton standards. It's on less than a quarter of an acre. It does not have a pool, and it's five point three million dollars. Which people would say, how can you possibly justify that? Well, it's very close to the beach. We're four houses from the beach. <laughs> Thank you. Huge. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, we're four houses from the beach. And the other thing is that two streets over on Atlantic, which is an extremely busy road where you've got the public street and people driving by all day long, a smaller house um, just sold for 5.5 five mm-hmm. on about the same piece of property. Mm-hmm. So the funny thing about it is the new buyers have hired... Bates and Mossy to redo it. Yeah. <laughs> so we've already got a Bates and Mossy house like on a, a quiet that street that's yeah. that's a, a private street. That's Treasure Island is a private road. Um, it's got a private beach, and you know your kids can play in the street, and they cannot do that on Atlantic Avenue, um, or or you can play on the street. Whoever um, the, the the beach is right at the end, uh, you know just a, just a few houses away. So we priced it based on. That based on if somebody's willing to pay sure. five and a half for that, we can find somebody to pay five point three for. And already, who knows what they're going to spend? They're, who knows what they're going to pay Paul Massey? I, I know it's not cheap to turn this into a Bates and Massey house. And he had this. It's a brand, the, the, and the one on the other street is a brand new house. And this is a unique house. This is these houses. It's this is a, this is oh, a one. This is a one of a kind. Yes. You've and, never yes. seen anything like this. And this yes, this, this is. You know, this is, we put a tag on it, Instagram-worthy property. Yes, right? yeah. very This, this property, worthy. people just love the designs of these of these builders. Um, all the all the design work, interior, exterior, it really it really shines online. And uh, Karen, you're you're big on social media. We see you all over on Instagram. Um, you just Real. launched launched that <laughs> launched that TikTok account. Tell us a little bit about your 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 vision of you know. Yeah, Digital it's, marketing. It's, this house is well, not just uh, this house is not just uh, Instagram worthy. It, it's TikTok worthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because you know TikTok. You, you, we've all heard of TikTok by now, mm-hmm. and if anybody wants, I, you know, you want to know the impact of, of TikTok. I can explain it in two words: Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> yeah, the cranberry guy. <laughs> go back in time to be right. relevant now. You know, oh, yeah. a year ago, the only people that heard of Fleetwood Mac, by the way, was my first concert. I was in, I was in seventh nice. grade, there so people go. my age knew Fleetwood Mac. Mac, they loved him or hated him, whatever. But if you asked anybody, sure. you know, who's Fleetwood Mac? I was driving in my car with my son, and so, so much of the, I learned so much about marketing from my eleven-year-old because sure. they're so much smarter than we are. And you know we're driving in the car, and I and I've put together a um, a, a playlist with with Heart of Glass from Blondie because I haven't listened to it in years, and you know so like whenever it's like dreams, whenever you, you haven't heard it in thirty years, it sounds great. And all of a sudden it comes on, and my eleven year old is singing along with it. I'm like, <laughs> how do you know the song? <laughs> he looks at me like I'm strange, like I have two heads. He goes TikTok. Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> You're like, what? it's a TikTok what? song. Well, why is social media so valuable with because the real it's thing? it's um, it's valuable for everything. It's yeah. valuable for everything. Everything we do is based on social media. You know, again, I'm going to tell you a, another anecdote about my son. We watched the Social Dilemma because everybody mm-hmm. said, "Oh, it's the pandemic. You have to watch the Social Dilemma," and we put it on. And my son is he's like watching. He goes. I have a feeling this is going to get real boring after about 30 minutes. And 
you know, after about five minutes, he picks up his phone. Ten minutes into it, he's uh, completely lost. the whole lost. message of the movie. So I said, I said <laughs> you know, it didn't take 30 minutes. He goes, Dad, everybody knows this. Yeah. 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 Tell me I something know. I don't know. Yeah. You know? I know it's it's like, we, 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 you know. I know I'm addicted to my phone. People get shocked. I tell yeah. them a story, another great story. This happened probably five years ago. I was at a friend's house. We were not online. We were watching TV. And he's telling me about these particular shoes that he wears. And he kept mentioning that I'd never uh-huh. heard of them, never searched online. The That's next the day, yeah. I go on my Instagram, they're everywhere. Yeah. Okay? I'm standing, okay. I'm standing in BJ's looking at vacuum cleaners. I don't talk to anybody about them. I don't pick one up. I don't do anything. I walk away. Sure enough, they're in the vacuum cleaners. <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's so they've got thing. a little transmitter it and a vacuum crazy. cleaner display. <laughs> <laughs> it goes my phone. And this is not paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is marketing. Yeah. This, this is, real. is this is So, it. you know, this whole idea of like how so social media is so pervasive. And yet, you know, you guys all know because I talk about it all the time. You know, Gary Vee is one of the people that I look to for, mm-hmm. you know, what's yeah. going on because he's so far ahead of everybody else. This is in its infancy. Yeah. You know, Facebook, everybody thinks, well, Facebook, how could it get bigger than Facebook? You know, it's like, well, you know, Instagram, TikTok is bigger than Facebook because, you know, it's not even close. And what TikTok does and Instagram Reels does and, you know, it, it, it serves us portions in the way we like to consume them. Mm-hmm. Americans are snackers. The Super Bowl's coming up. Not even 15. The Super Bowl's coming up. What do we do? We don't sit down to a luxurious dinner. If you ask most people nowadays, they'd rather go to Shake Shack than... I don't even know that it's the name of fancy restaurants anymore because I don't go to them because I'd rather go to Shake Shack. And then you've gone in a half an hour and have the greatest... Right, exactly. (laughs) So, you know, it's we're snackers. Mm-hmm. So we like to consume our content in small, satisfying doses, and that's what TikTok does. And it's instant; like it can come on instantly. Like but you launch that listing, you're you're doing it. It. but you experience results. That you post, you posted things on your social media that before you, you posted uh, Treasure Forty Seven Treasure on your social media before it hit the market. Sure. And you said you had what three showings? And three showings, yes. Yeah. Because you know, I mean, because you know, people I mean, are honest. Savvy people brokers are, are following are each other on yeah. Instagram. It's you know, sweat. when I when I, yep. I look through my I look through my my views and my likes, and I like to see is you know who's on there is mm-hmm. are, are people that sell houses in my market, brokers, other brokers, because that's how sure. we sell markets through. It's all cooperative. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, are they on there? Are my clients on there? Are potential sellers on there? You know who is. Uh, it can't just be family and friends, okay? Because mm-hmm. that's going to put me out of business. My friends can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's why you do so, it. Yeah, it. so that's 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 yeah. the whole thing. And um, you know, but the thing about the thing about the whole TikTok thing is it's 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 already advanced so far from where it was. You know, a year ago, even you know, is that it was just all these you know synchronized dances. You know, that's all. Everybody said TikTok. You thought of like mom dancing with their two daughters. You know, to some song mm-hmm. from thirty years ago. But now. Like you can get so much out of a fifteen-second video, and mm-hmm. that's interesting because it's there's such a challenge. And this is uh, our uh, shout out to Andrew Dowd, who's not only running this po- podcast but our videographer and video producer, excellent, put together a spectacular reel and a spectacular video for exactly what I wanted. And Great. you know, I told him all the things I wanted, and I made some suggestions, and he ignored all of them and gave me something that was ten times better <laughs> than, than I'd hoped for. So, and if you'd like to see it, be sure to follow Kieran. Follow, yes, follow yeah. me on Instagram. Instagram. Oh, you're right. Thank you. I should have said that yeah. at the beginning. Follow Kieran Brewery on Instagram, Facebook. 
TikTok, TikTok, <laughs> Twitter. Well, it's amazing, you know. It's, <clears throat> but you know, it's really hard to tell a story in 15 seconds. You know, so these TikTok videos that do a good job of it, like how to cook a steak. Oh, I watched yeah. one the other day. The guy, exactly how to cook a steak. I know. <laughs> I used to be a chef. That's how you cook a steak, and he did it in 15 seconds. I can tell <laughs> you, the Matrix, where uh, he like wakes up and he's like, I know kung fu. <laughs> I, I want to buy that to, house. I know. I want to learn. That's right. I learned Qigong on Instagram. <laughs> I'll tell you though, when we when we shot that that house uh, on on 47 Treasure Island, it I basically took the coolest elements of that house and gave you a quick highlight reel you know what yeah. i mean and the the whole focus is that if somebody likes what they see in 15 seconds then they can follow you they can contact you all your contact information is on your instagram page i want to see that i want to know more you and, know and the other thing is yeah, you man. know okay was that perfect would i say okay well can you i could go back and say let's switch this this shot with that shot and show that bedroom instead of this bedroom or, or the you know can we focus on this kitchen or whatever you know what no make another one yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly just it's keep going. Keep going. Content. Give dive me 15 into seconds it. Yeah. Of just the sliding doors. This house, the whole wall disappears. Wow. Facing this dune reserve, and like it, it looks like a glass wall. That's very nice. A glass wall. Guess what? It's even nicer when it's gone. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's, it's, you know, amazing. So, you know, there are a lot of things to focus on, which is, which is great about that house. But so obviously, we've talked a lot about the future of the market of. <laughs> Instagram and TikTok and how we market properties. I want to take a, a trip back in the past a little bit to 2002, which is when I think Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl. It was his first Super Bowl. I don't think Facebook existed this guy's then. A winner. Twitter, like none TikTok, of this. Like, no. like social media. Okay. I don't even think it was okay. around. All right, but Kelly Slater is the goat. I don't care what anybody says. You know, with Brady, Gretzky, you know, Jordan or LeBron, you can you have that argument. Athlete, you think? Kelly Slater is the goat. Eleven-time national champion, world champion, and uh, still and still competing. So yeah, Tom Brady is. Oh, is he's in his forties. I think I'm giving it to Tom Brady. With he's the in his forties and he's yeah. back in the Super Bowl, which wow. is well, you know, I mean, a, a thirty-foot wave will hit you pretty hard too. I mean, I know, yeah, that's I, a good uh, point. you know, I can't. Uh, I still have Michael Strahan puts some licks on him. But, <laughs> he's uh, just catering to the mom talk yeah, He's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. So I mean, I think it's safe to Did say the, Eagle, the Eagles beat. Did the Eagles beat? Oh, they oh they won. They won. They, they won. That so was... you know, the, you know, Brady's okay as long as he's not playing the NFC East. I think we can at least. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> that, was, that was such a Nick great. That was Eli such a Manning, great night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like I'm in. You know, I, I'm probably the only Eagles fan in this room right now. That was like the happiest day of your life. I that think. was incredible. Well, Eli Manning. Eli Manning's, Manning's got to be on too. Be careful well, with that. Okay, turn, so, turn the sound off, and he yeah, can. Admit I that. waited my entire life to see the Eagles win the Super Bowl. My daughter was a month and a half old. You know, so happy. Yeah. That was a great. That was not as great as your children being born, but it was still. Well, I'm still waiting for the Knicks to win a championship. <laughs> You're gonna be waiting yeah. a long time. I'm, I'm, I'm finally, I'm finally thinking I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to Brooklyn. I moved, <laughs> no. I moved from Manhattan to Brooklyn in, two, no, in 1995, holding. and I never regretted it. And I think, yeah, I think I'm going to be a Nets fan. Sticking with my Knicks. Well, so yeah. look, I mean, I think obviously the Super Bowl this weekend is kind of what's happening in the Hamptons. So let's just, you know, Dave, what are you, what are you doing for the, for the game? Yes, it's that's what's happening in the Hamptons. Is the Super Bowl? You have uh, take out with Townline Barbecue. Uh, they're having a Super Bowl Sunday special and nice. Rowdy Hall is also having Perfect. take out with Super Bowl uh, special. So I strongly recommend you do either one of those if you are having doing a Super both. Bowl party. Or doing both. Doing both. <laughs> and then if you're willing to venture out to watch the Super Bowl if you're um, vaccinated or if you're just comfortable going out to the restaurant, you can uh, check out 
the you can watch Tom Brady win the Super Bowl. That's yes. my, my my prediction. Okay, you can go to uh, the Southampton Public House is has is a good spot for that. You can also go to Union Cantina, which is another good spot for that, and you can go to uh, Page in Sag Harbor, which is great. And then, unrelated to the Super Bowl, uh, I want to just I, I feel like I'm like pro restaurant this week because I I, I want to. Uh, Promote the local restaurants. The 1770 house is having a $55 price fix running through February 10th. Uh, and they are also doing takeout. And I don't know if you've ever been to the 1770 house. But a, 50, a $55 price fix is a very, very, very good deal <laughs> at the 1770 house. Um, so it's really good food. Um, you get the Montauk Fluke Tartar. And it's just, it's just an awesome, awesome spot. So... Um, if you're willing to venture out, that is a good place to go. It's right in East Hampton, and you can view all of the details about it on happeninginthehamptons.com. And that is what's happening. Nice. What are you doing for the Super Bowl? Super Bowl party, my house. Nice. Local, small. There's, yeah. You know, a couple um, family members. Not, nothing too major. But right. we're, we're going to re- cheering on Tom Brady. All right. So you, Tom Brady, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. You know, I... Uh, I don't know how you feel about Andy Reid. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. So, yeah. I'm, you know, you know, I'm an Eagles hater from uh, from way back. So I don't think you can the, like them in the, the Giants. The <laughs> fact that the fact that Andy Reid has gone to, um, you know, was he was the problem in Philadelphia? They got rid of him, <laughs> yeah. and now they're about to win their second Super Bowl. They are. I, I think their offense is just too dynamic, and uh, I, I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna beat. Um, oh man, you can't bet against Brady. But I didn't say I was betting against Brady. I do not do that. But what <laughs> I'm going to do for the Super Bowl is probably watch the reruns of the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I also I actually think the Chiefs are going to take it. Uh, but oh. um, since the Eagles won the Super Bowl, we've had a second child, and so my TV is dominated oh. nice. by all thing Disney, Pixar. Anything so Pepe, Pepe yeah. La Pig. Yeah, Pepe the Pig. Um, yeah, in fact, I tried to turn that specific show off to watch the NFC Championship game the other week, and that was a disaster. You know, it's a, it, it, here's another thing about you know how media it changes so quickly. I have two kids seven years apart, and the stuff that my that my older child watched was completely different than the stuff that my younger child watched on TV. There were different shows. My kid was watching SpongeBob and Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. The older the older child was watching stuff that I had watched. By the time the second one came along, they were all new shows. And they're probably all different than the shows that your kids are watching now, mm-hmm. just a few Everything's years later. Everything's on Netflix and Prime. All, and, they're and all completely if, different. Yeah. So, Thank God Barney's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so if I, can, if I can just get the Super Bowl on my iPad, I'll be happy. Um, yeah. Gentlemen, that's perfect. Thank you all so much for joining us. Kieran, thanks a lot. Great thanks insight. Thanks for having me. Um, be sure to um, check out Saunders.com, but also give Kieran a follow on Instagram. Once again, the Happening in the Hamptons podcast is sponsored by New York Title Abstract, the Hamptons' leading title insurance firm. Visit newyorktitle.com or titleinsurance.com. Thanks again for listening. I'm Andrew Dowd, and that is what's happening in the Hamptons.